Hey there. How you doing? On our play for this week, the PS5 Pro is real. Do we need it? Is Xbox next? Xbox next console? It's a tongue twister, but we'll get into it. Why The Last of Us Two Factions was officially canceled. And is it going to hurt us? Really? Uh, Insomniac was hacked and a surprising game was leaked. All of this and more on Season 7, Episode 49 of Press X to Start Gamers I Jeffs. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Choices. I am joined by... Sean M.F. Ross. What does the M and F stand for? Hi, Def. No, shit. Yeah. No, he's, he's actually right. Because if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see his camera is in like 85K. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, now you know who we are and how uh, immaculate Sean's camera is. This is Press X Start Gamers Digest, a video podcasting against the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Five-ish. Five-ish, yeah, you know, ish. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, you can support this video by subscribing to the channel, hitting the notification bell, and, no, wait, liking, liking the video. Did I say like? I didn't say liking mm-hmm. the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course, like the video. Um, if you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the podcast services you are currently tuned in on. If you want, you can join our conversation by joining our Discord at pressxnumber2store.com slash Discord. A quick little announcement. Um, you know, on this side of the world, Next week is Christmas, and uh, both Sean and myself are family-fearing people, so we will be allegedly. celebrating Christmas. Allegedly, yes, yes. Uh, so we'll be celebrating Christmas on Sunday. Uh, is it Monday? I don't know, man. It doesn't matter. It, it's that, it's the weekend, the right? So it ain't the same no more. Yeah, so we're not going to do an episode next week, but we'll be back for the following week to talk about We may be playing our new games on uh, Christmas, so I don't know, maybe turn in for a stream or some shit out. You know what it is. You know what it is. So, yeah, uh, you've been warned. Uh, okay, so now that's all settled and that's out of the way. Let us jump into the gaming news number one. This comes from Game Rant. PS5 Pro details leaks online. So, the PS5, oh, I'm sorry. This comes to us by way of Mark Kiever. So, the PS5 Pro hardware leaks has been corroborated and can now be taken more seriously, adding credibility to previous rumors. The main feature of the PS5 Pro will reportedly be a... Uh, proprietary. Proprietary. That word always gets me. Always gets me. It will be a proprietary upscaling technology that uses machine learning to improve visuals, potentially allowing for high resolution and high frame rate gameplay. So that proprietary upscaling thing, that sounds a lot like DLSS, which is, I believe, NVIDIA's technology mm-hmm. that does the same like upscaling as just Sony making their own thing versus having to pay NVIDIA for their technology. All right. Yeah, so this is cool. Sean, do we need a PS5 Pro? I do. Yeah, oh. oh, excuse me. Excuse me. My man said, hey, look. This camera is an 85K. I need my console, my console to match that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can play Apex and high, high depth. So yeah, cheek I think this is, I think this is an interesting spot that PS5 is kind of in. I think graphically, I don't think we need a PS5 Pro, but yeah, I, of course, we don't. Right, but I think. In terms of the conversation of when I get a AAA game, I go into the graphical settings. It's like, hey, do you want to play performance or fidelity? And it's like, why can't I have both? Yeah, yeah exactly. Why can't I have both? And I think if the PS5 Pro can do that both thing without blowing up your console every time, then like, yeah, I, that's cool. So I think that's cool. We had an abnormally long 
uh, generation with the last generation. Let me see. The PS4 came out late 2013, and then the PS4 Pro came out like four years later. So, I mean, it would be on track if they're doing these type of things again. If it, I mean, I doubt it's going to come out uh, 2024, maybe the end of 2024. I mean, I wouldn't be mad. I'm sure so people the rumor, would be... The rumor oh, yeah, is yeah. September 2024. I wouldn't be upset. Um, yeah. I've stated this before. People get into this weird thing where everybody, you know, more people are into gaming than before, and mm-hmm. everybody feels like they need to buy every single thing that comes out, and scalpers cause more uh, scarcity than there is, you know, more artificial scarcity. I don't know. People just buy shit for fear of missing out as well as I don't know, criticizing like why do we need this? Like you you don't have to buy everything. Like I blame yeah. it on Apple. <laughs> A- Apple, you, you buy new fucking phones every year and they release the next one and make you look at the phone in your hand that you just bought six months ago like this piece of turd. So No, I mean you have a solid point because that was part of their marketing strategy was to show this product that makes their same product in your hands look obsolete. So you're just like, oh, I, I got to get this new thing because this new thing is cool. And at, at the same time, like that's kind of how the tech industry has always operated yeah. in, some, in some fashion. But like, I think in this case, it is definitely a thing of like, this is a pro model. This is for the people who, yeah. you know, want to invest fully into this ecosystem and buy like the newest thing all the time so this is not necessarily a must buy for everybody yeah this is like a nvidia rtx 4070 versus 4080 or 4090 like i don't see people complaining when they come out with a new you know do they come out yearly every other year i think it is yearly yeah yeah yeah. and how much do them sobs cost like them things are like a mortgage (laughs) go ahead but like yeah 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 I think the the other question to this is, what is the price point for this? Jesus because Christ, my chest. <laughs> a forty seventy costs six hundred dollars. Oh my gosh! You know what? That's actually not as expensive as I thought it was going to be. And a forty ninety costs about at about two thousand dollars know, okay see that that's what i thought it was gonna be <laughs> that's insane. Uh, you could get it for around 1500 to 1200 but still like oh yeah a discount if they come out with a ps5 pro it's fine mm-hmm. i don't think they market i don't think they market their stuff or or microsoft for that matter they don't market their consoles like you still got the base system mm-hmm. okay bitch like <laughs> <laughs> It's still not like, uh, you know, the developers that are developing for PCs where they got umpteen different configurations. Um, right. Yeah, and actually, about that, I, I think the, the beauty of this is the DLSS. I th- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming that the way that that would work is that that would provide automatic upscaling because it's machine learning. So it's it should be doing it automatically. Machine learning. Yeah. 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 You know. So it, it could be a thing where the developers still only have to develop for one SKU, but everything just looks better yeah. with the pro. I, I think that also gets into a thing of like, all right, well, if they are just developing for the PS5, then what, what is the. I, I guess we'd have to actually see like what happens here. Um, so one thing is to be said is that like the specs aren't finalized, so we don't know what is going to be in this pro. Like, and you know, of course, the price isn't finalized either. We don't even have a price. It's there's speculation that it could be six hundred dollars. It's maybe I don't know. I mean, that's good. the original PlayStation Five was five hundred. Yeah. So this. This could be a whole hundred dollars extra. I mean, it could be a thing of the PS5 drops by a fifty, and then this comes in at five fifty. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. it'll be fine, man. It'll be fine. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens when this happens. Apparently, in September of twenty twenty four, which is next year. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 
the next thing, number two, next Xbox releases. What? Uh, DPS 50 Pro. D what the hell? What? I should have read this. What does this mean? Eh. Comicbook.com. Always just. Anyways. Uh, so, yes, there's rumors about the next Xbox. The comicbook.com is pulling from a tweet that is pulled from the Jeff, Jeff Grubb Game Mess Decides podcast. So we're just going to go straight to the tweet. Um, so rumor Xbox Next might be released in 2026. Jeff Grubb says one of the leakers that leaked stuff from the PlayStation side is saying that Xbox Next will be released in 2026. No clue whether it's an Xbox Series Pro or the next generation of Xbox. Jeff said he can most like he can mostly confirm this, but there are many details that might not fully be locked in. Jeff also added that the leaker said that the leaked all digital Xbox Series X was canceled so that they could get the next Xbox out faster. Uh, all right. I mean, wh why would they need to cancel it? Just rip out the disk drive and throw some more storage in there. Like, I don't see why they would have to cancel it. That I, should I think, need much more, quote-unquote, development. Yeah, I, I think the... I think the problem there is is it worth spending the money to do that versus just leaving the Xbox series as it is? Especially if this is true and they're going to release a, another Xbox in 2026, it's like, alright, well, let's just put that money into the Xbox next bucket and just make that console. Because it's like, all right, well, to rip out the disk drives. That saves them money. It does save them money, but it's Microsoft. They don't need to save any money. I mean, you know, they should, they I mean, should as, be pouring as, as, gold I mean, into every Xbox Series As far as, like, the consumer side, they can, I, I don't know if they have to, like, pay licensing fees on, like, the disk drive or anything like that. Mm. When using this, but uh, surely they could throw another terabyte or so on there. You know, storage is cheap for them. They're not yeah buying it at the prices that we're getting stuff at. So yeah, I mean, I because that's what two years out. Yeah, I don't. And know. then they what? could, and then they could bump the price back up to four fifty or something, three hundred. Yeah. You know, five hundred. Because I don't know if our listeners. No, but it seems like they dropped the price down to 400 for the Xbox Series X. And in some places, you could get it for $350. Um, am I going to buy yeah. one? No. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's out there if you want it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, I think they're, they're trying to be as aggressive with their consoles as possible, even though mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't look at the console metrics. So yeah. they're just dropping the price. Yeah, I see it on Walmart right now for $350. Oh wow! Xbox oh, I think that actually X. is that is that in parity with the Xbox or with the PlayStation Five? Uh, no, the PS Five is still a uh, four hundred, I believe. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh well, they're trying to get under that. All right. Um. So yeah. So this is so this whole thing, this whole rumor is, uh, contradicts the you know stuff that we saw about uh, Xbox's plans based off of the Activision Blizzard deal how they thought the next console generation would be in 2026 uh, 2028 mm -hmm. so it seems that like that was probably old information and they are looking at their stuff and thinking okay well we need to move that date up by two years mm -hmm. so in this xbox next xbox next i i don't know if that's the development title i mean that's an interesting if that is their official title i think that's an interesting name for a console but yeah. then again xbox has been doing interesting naming conventions for the consoles since the xbox 360 so sure but yeah um we, we have no other details other than a name and when it could release and you know this could be a pro model i think the the idea of this being a pro model kind of works for you know what? If this is a pro model, I think that makes sense why they don't do the no disk drive. Because it's possible that this could be the same like removal disk drive as the PS5 Slim. But mm -hmm. as you say, they could add extra storage space or whatever to this to make that work out. But yeah, yeah. we really don't know. Um, number 
three. An update on The Last of Us Online. This comes from Naughty Dog exclusively. Uh, so they basically put a post on their website stating that The Last of Us Online is officially canceled. Um, you know, a couple months ago, they put out a note saying that the team that's working on the game has been reduced to a essentially a skeleton team. Yeah. And, you know, now they've officially just canceled the game. And as the reason they gave is essentially it seems that when they showed their project to Bungie, Bungie said, this is okay, but you are making this game in the Naughty Dog way, which is very like a slow and methodical way. But, mm. you know, they always achieve like qualities essentially over everything. And Bungie just kind of flat out told them like, that's not going to work if you put this game out it takes off. People want some more content. They're not going to sit and wait around for you to take like years to make more content for this game. Like they're going to want it as they're consuming the game. So mm. you have to decide whether or not you want to fully invest in this or if you want to essentially continue making the games that this studio was built on making. The last and, one wasn't a live service. I don't think this one needed to be a live service. So, yeah, because we had a conversation about this on, on our Discord. And I think... That's what you want to call it, Sonata. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think the issue is not necessarily Naughty Dog. You know, I think... So, okay. I think this whole push for live service, this whole, like, Sony, Jim Ryan saying... We're going to have 12 live service games is a mandate from Sony is a mandate from PlayStation on to selected studios. And I well, think, I mean, it might have yeah, came from the shareholders. I mean, shareholders, PlayStation. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a mandate. I, I think it's like yeah. word from up top, come down to the developers. Say, hey, look, we need some live service games. Can you guys do something? And I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll give it a fair shot because we are Naughty Dog and we make games and, we had Factions. Factions was, was a semi-successful um, multiplayer mode we released for Last of Us 1, and people generally liked it. So I feel like they took that, they took it forward. They always had in mind of this being a quote-unquote live service game. And I think for them to, to make a live service game, PlayStation had to fund that. So PlayStation is expecting mm -hmm. this live service thing. So for them to be like, all right, well, we couldn't do live service thing, but we can put out a mode. I don't think PlayStation looked at that as like it being a profitable thing. So it's like, all right, well, we're going to scrap that. We're going to use whatever we can from whatever technology we can from this expenditure of resources and in, in, in yeah cost and like do something else with the it. new modes for last of us two remastered yeah yeah so they did say that they were going to use technology to help better their you know future games and then they also said that um i'm just gonna read so we have more no we have more than one ambitious brand new single player game that we've been working on here at naughty dog and we cannot wait to share more about what comes next when we're ready um yeah i mean it's one of the things where this sucks not being able to see like a single slice of the game to be like oh man this looks great oh man this looks bad but uh, at the same that's time a, that's a uh, slippery slope somebody's gonna end up you know if you do that somebody's gonna break in and leak that shit well i mean that's the thing like it's 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 like at the same time it sucks for us but like this is naughty dog this is like sony's premier studio so anything they put out they want to make sure that it is quality it is a thing that it's going to come out and not going to be like vaporware yeah. so i can totally see them being like yeah look we're not even gonna bother having this be out there's not even gonna be a thing and it, it it sucks but at the same time it's like all right that makes sense like if you guys don't think this is gonna work if you guys don't think it's a good idea to um, spend the resources on this, then 
all right, make something that you do want to spend resources on, make something that you guys are passionate about. So, mm. yeah. And then there's another thing. I, I look at this and I think it's possible that the plan was to have another studio work on this game. Yeah. Because there was a point where PlayStation was buying, quote unquote, support studios for their live service games. I think it was, I'm not sure which studio it was. I don't think it was Deviant. Deviant Games? No. No, they're working on first person, I think, I think. Anyways, anyway. Yeah. So, like, PlayStation, I think they had a plan to support these games, but it's just once they put Bungie on and Bungie started, like, giving them feedback, I just, I think everything just fell apart. So, this is just where we are. Um, so the story to go with this comes from uh, Fanwire. Naughty Dog's supposed next project sounds too good to be true. I don't really know about that title, but we're just going to take it and just going to go with it. This is from Ayobu. Ayubu? Uh, so essentially, a Naughty Dog... I don't know. The code name for the next project is called Paradox. The title is said to have been under development since 2021 and they expected to release by 2025. No multiplayer modes included in the game. The game might just kick off a new franchise for Naughty Dog. So essentially there was rumors, you know, leaks about Naughty Dog's next game. Um, a Reddit post had revealed details of a title in the works by Naughty Dog. Codename Paradox. The new IP is said to have been uh, under development. Uh, no, this is not well. Okay. Yeah, so there was a section in here that I wanted to read and I cannot find it. But um, essentially the idea is that the, Night Dog is working on new IP. Mm. They haven't shown anything to us beyond Last of Us stuff. But I think that was intentional because they are trying to capitalize on the HBO show that did massive numbers and season two is in the works or it's not coming out. I think I think it's in the works. So I feel like next year we are, I think we're going to get a PlayStation showcase and the possible, the headliner is going to be, this new Naughty Dog project. It, it just sucks that, you know, their online thing didn't work for them. So that's like kind of an L for them. We're going to have to get over that and then get this new thing. But yeah, I, I think we're going to see whatever this new project is next year, probably the first half of next year. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's your feelings on this? Well, I'm looking at says Diesel Punk, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell Diesel Punk is. But apparently, it's like a an era after steampunk, but before cyberpunk. They have all these different uh, aesthetics that I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, what between World War One, World War Two, around 1950s? Yeah. Aesthetic. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll just wait and see. I'll wait and see. I'll, I'll play with it. Yeah. Well, just keep the good stuff coming. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the things where it's just like, well, this is Naughty Dog making a single player game. So we know mm-hmm. it's going to be quality. It's just like, are we going to get a Joel and Ellie character in this game? I don't know. We'll see. All right. Um, political discourse out of this game. All right. <laughs> is there an Abby character? Mm-hmm. All right. Number four. Uh, Leaked Insomniac documents could suggest a Spider-Verse game is in development. This comes from Insider Gamer by way of Tom Henderson. Oh, okay. We got a, okay. Okay. We got a Dason's watching. Hi, Dason. How you doing? Doing good? Great. Uh, All right. Um, Yeah, so... Leaked documents from Insomniac Games' ransomware attack could suggest developers are working on a new Spider-Verse game. The ransomware attack was confirmed by Sony, which can confirm that sensitive employee information was compromised. So yeah, like, 
this sucks. Like we are getting information on this. Are we, we're getting information about um, Insomniac's next games, but it's not in the way that we should get this information because these people yeah. are holding this information for like millions of dollars and it's terrible. And like there is like passport information and stuff like that that is caught up in this ransomware attack. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if they socially engineered their way into the company's uh, stuff. I mean, probably. Probably. That's the easiest way to do it nowadays. Um, all right. So from the leaked documents, there's been three projects that's been identified. So we have a RCE project. We have Spider-Man 3 and Spider-Verse. Now, it's already known that Insomniac is working on a multiplayer project, which has led fans to speculate that it could be the Spider-Verse project. So. What would you do? That's that's my question. Like, I. I feel like the multiplayer game yeah. is that RCE, and I think RCE is Ration and Clank evolution or error. Well, you know, they did have multiplayer something. Ration and Clank games in the yeah, past. All for one. Did do. Um, there was more than just that. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. Um, it was the last. The last yeah. one was awful. It was like the four player one. But yeah, it's like I, I feel like Ration and Clank, like it makes the most sense that it would be a Ration and Clank game that has a multiplayer yeah, that, because, that as you sense. said, yeah, like there's already precedence for it. President? Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, they're, they're, like that's the one I'm trying to think of. Okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah, like there's already history of Ratchet and Clank multiplayer games. Um, we already had a Ratchet and Clank game to come out to the PS5 this generation. So the next mm -hmm. one can just be a multiplayer experience. And like that kind of works. But at the other side, where it's like to do a multiplayer Spider Man, I don't know how you can make that an interesting game. He already kicks enough ass on his own. Like, how much multiplayer? What kind of enemies are you going to put in there for Spider-Man to need help exactly. with? Exactly. And it's like, what? what is... And, and make an entire game out of it. Like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that, I'm just like, I, I, for me, I think the Spider-Verse project is DLC. Like, because we already, at the, uh, spoilers for Spider-Man 2, at the very end, if you collect all the spider bots, you get a Spider-Verse teaser. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, they might do something more with that, which in my mind would make sense because if you align that game with the Spider-Verse movie, like that's easy. The, the one thing that is strange is that there are three yet to be, well, I guess this is yet to be announced projects. So Wolverine doesn't necessarily have to be a part of this because it's already been revealed. Yeah. So yeah, um, there was leaked information about Wolverine as well. There was a screenshot and some information. I'm not sharing the screenshot because I, I don't want to get slapped the shit out of. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, um, so that's out there if you want it. So this is you know all the information that we have so far that's been pulled out of this hacker leak stuff. Again, this is not in the best way to have this information because there are people's sensitive data that is wrapped up in this and that's terrible. But yeah. Um, number five. E3 is officially dead. Dang. And so, so it's a version of the industry it was made for. This comes from Ars Technica. Yeah, I, there's not really too much to be said about this. E3, they, they put out a tweet, and in the tweet they said, after more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last, the time has come to say goodbye, the, organizers, the organization wrote. Thanks for the memories. GGWP, which is, what, good game, well played? This... Out of all the ways you could say goodbye to one of the biggest part of the game industry, I think this is probably the weakest way to do it. Like, they could have put some money to build, like, a little, like, goodbye reel or whatever to be like, you know, 
all the memories. Thanks for uh, yeah highlighting on this. Uh, yeah, I I I really think that it's a situation where E three lasted so long. It, mm-hmm. it you live long enough, become the villain, and I think that's what happened to E three because it went from oh my god, this is amazing. Oh my god, this is cool. To like oh Nintendo's not going to be here. Oh, okay. A Sony's not going to be here either. Huh. Okay. Oh, it, it's really expensive to host anything at the e, at, at E3. Huh? Oh, you got to pay for your own food? Huh? Uh, no, not even that. You you have to you can't bring your own food. Like there's a bunch of stuff that was being like revealed about like how money hungry this whole thing was and it's like oh, kind of it kind of makes sense why people are, or rather the 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 First parties are like, wow. we're not going to do so this anymore. So the very first E3 was when they uh, PlayStation did that mic drop and they announced the first PlayStation was going to be two ninety nine versus the the more expensive Sega Saturn, which was going to be four hundred dollars that year. Like oh. they could have had a whole lot of the hot highlight reels about when they yeah, released. like yeah, that's kind of why yeah, yeah, or even maybe, even some, maybe the, a fan um, will do it. I know, yeah, of course, someone will definitely like take up the mantle and do that. But even the whole. Um, the, the the mic drop moment from PlayStation when mm-hmm. Xbox was talking about it's going to be always online console and PlayStation was like, oh, well, this is how we will yeah, uh, trade yeah. their games or do whatever. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. OK, so actually, wait, we got it. We got it. We got a comment. Uh, Red Shadowfist, a.k.a. our friend Dyson, says, would you say the pandemic or. Competition to kill it overall, it was both. Um. With the democratic, <laughs> uh, he makes poor choices. I'm sorry to hear that. He bought the second Saturn <laughs> that year. Um, I, w- I wasn't there to save him. Um, right. So it was a combination of things. One, with the democratization of putting out your own media, uh, direct marketing to its consumers, uh, you had to pay a ridiculous amount of money per square footage of booth space at E3. Um, Nintendo killed it. it. Nintendo started the slow trend within the Nintendo Directs and Treehouse Lives and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then eventually Sony started putting out their state of plays and that was the beginning of the end for it. Um, Why pay for expensive booth space and, you know, you're you're relying on other, uh, you know, media as outlets to put out what you put out there because, you know, I don't think YouTube was as mature back then as it is now. Now they can set up their own countdowns. Um just like how GTA I'm not sure if they make money off of trailers with uh YouTube. I'm curious. Make money about off that. of trailers in one way. If you have a certain amount of views on a YouTube video, you know, you bring in money. Yeah, if the tra- so yeah, like, trailers are monetizing, yeah. So why would I pay you know, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Why would I pay to show my shit at E3 and then all the other media outlets like Game Rant, IGN, Eurogame, you know, all those places are going to take what we put and put it out there, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, screen or off screen video or talking about it when I could just put it out myself. Like we saw GTA 6 has the most viewed game trailer of all time. I think they beat out Mr. Beast video. And make yeah. money off of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's one of the things where, like, E3 has always been for the quote unquote lower tier developers, like the the developers that don't have any eyes on them. They, they come mm-hmm. to this place and they show their game and they hope that, like, someone big notices them or they hope that, like, you mean with E3? Yeah, E3. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, like, you have, like, so you have PlayStation, Microsoft, Nintendo, you have Ubisoft, you have uh, EA, Square Enix or whatever. But then you have a whole bunch of other developers who just come there with their games and show off their games and hope that someone like walks by and be like, oh, that looks interesting. And that person. Yeah. Like, now you have in person. Yeah. Now you have Jeff Keighley and other uh, outlets having just an indie focused day where yeah. you don't have to pay that ridiculous money. And he, mm-hmm. Jeff Keighley, is more than happy to you know show your shit because he has more free content. Like yeah, yeah. Jeff Jeff Keighley does a better job with 
doing the thing that E3 was supposed to do, but ultimately just stopped doing because it was more focused on the money, for lack of better words. So yeah, that, that's kind of that's that's where that is, you know. Um. So yeah, you know, pour one out for E3. I, I think. Are you gonna say something? Go ahead. Um. I just hate that I never really got to go. Yeah, me too. And me and too. it's and it's heyday and it's and it's yeah. prime. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the things where it's like it's it's lived too long to is is just a villain now. So even if we were to get an E three, it probably would not be close to the E three we'd want to go to. And mm-hmm. again, like between the Game Awards and Summer Game Fest, like. Keely did the thing like he 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 killed E3 <laughs> like like Nintendo started it and he finished it basically so that's that um so Tekken 8 they dropped the story of the terror well, no before, one cares we care we're gonna watch it we're gonna watch it. it's gonna be muted though because I don't want to get caught up by any kind of like copyright thing but yeah before we do that hey you listener do us a favor like this video subscribe to the channel and the notification bell do those three things, and we greatly appreciate you. Maybe, maybe we will drive to your home and give you a pat on the back. Maybe not. Is that assault? I don't. Anyways, just do just do the things, and we'll give you a virtual pat on the back. I think we'll both be safer if we did that. So yeah, appreciate it. Um, yeah. So Tekken. So real quick, I, I'm a Tekken super fan, right? Like I've I've played Tekken from. One. How many and... outfits did King have in Tekken Three? Oh, how many outfits? And I, think I don't it know, was man. I'm talking with you. <laughs> no, I think actually it was four back then because I think it was a square, triangle, X, circle outfit, or maybe it was just two: the square, triangle, and X. Anyways, it's either two or four. It's it's yeah, those. Anyways, I'm messing with you. Um, I know, I know. Um, yeah, so Tekken Eight, they dropped the story trailer, and you know, up until this point, they have been showing. A character trailer every like three weeks or something, something weeks, crazy yeah. like that. Yeah, and it's been like, oh, this is cool. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then now we actually get an actual story trailer from the game. And I'm just gonna play it because it's a really, really good trailer. Like this is a first yeah. for them to put out a trailer like like this. this hype. Shit looks bonkers. I haven't even followed Tekken since, like I said, Tekken Three when they had the. The, the wooden character and the panda and the dinosaur and all that shit, but this, look at this nerd. Um, <laughs> this shit made it look interesting, and it's fine that it's a game, but goddamn, I wish this was like a TV show or a movie. This looks like some high quality stuff. As well, uh, well, Sean, you uh, you will uh, you should know that um. They actually have a Netflix um, anime. I don't want to watch this shit. I want to watch nothing. <laughs> so it's it's cool. So like yeah. So in this trailer, we get um, we get a couple of things. We 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 get the meeting of Jin and his uh, mom June, and it seems that she gives him something. I'm gonna make a prediction here. I think she gives so, him the ability to have an angel form. Um, so for those who don't know, he got it from his mama. He did get it from his mama. He also got Marcus, it from his daddy Marcus too. Do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like there's a bunch of things here. Like we find out that Jin can't access his demon form and or his devil form, and it's just like that's a big thing to Jin. And the fact that he can do it, it's like he's kind of significantly like powered down. But yeah, so my you couldn't get it up that. when it mattered. Is what you're saying? Yes. You, hey, man, you're making salient points. You know that. <laughs> so yeah, like we get a bunch of stuff. We get a new form of Devil Kazuya. I think he's going to be like the like last last boss that you fight. Um, so it's all Jin these different and Kazuya, characters. two different people. Yeah. So Kazuya is Jin's father. So I like I, I like them two people who just on screen. Yes. There's Jin, there's Kazuya, and is there somebody else? Hey, there's two similar SOB. So Kazuya and Jin are similar. I don't know why this trailer. Kazuya and Jin are similar, and then Heihachi is Kazuya's father. 
So at yeah. the start of Tekken 1, the whole thing starts with Heihachi throwing Kazuya into a, a, a volcano. It's not active. Yeah, Throws him to a volcano, and then Kazuya comes out, and he's like, yes. nah, I gotta be my Because that makes ass. him a better father, because it's not an active <laughs> volcano. Good, good, uh... Hey, man, you, you gotta be safe, right? So, yeah, and then, and then, um, Kazuya, in turns, throw... Does he? He throws, he throws Heihachi down a volcano. And it's just like, there's, there's a lot of family struggles happening in, in this, in this game. But anyways, um, I'm not sure what happened to the trailer there. It conked out, so I'm not even going to bother with it. But yes, go watch the Second Age Story trailer. It looks dope. There is a bunch of craziness happening, and it get it got me really excited. It got Sean really excited, which I was surprised about, because generally, Tekken, I, I don't know how well Tekken does for people who aren't familiar with the game all that much so i was mm. i was surprised that sean was like oh man this looks really cool it's like oh okay they might be doing something here then that's the case so yeah okay. well we'll see we'll see what happens there um number seven Baldur's gate 3 will never be on game pass says larian ceo we made a big game so i think there's a fair price to be paid for that this comes from pc gamer by way of uh Frazier Brown. So that's pretty much that's pretty much what this article is about. Um the CEO says that they're not gonna put Baldur's Gate 3 on Game Pass. I feel like that makes the most sense. Like this uh, game just got oh not necessarily. So not here's necessarily. the thing. Yeah, go here's ahead. the thing. Because like the whole the whole thing about Game Pass, the way it works is that Xbox will give you a lump sum of money for what they expect your game will make, right? So, yeah. yeah so, I think, it, and it's, you know, the, the, the math there is that you want to make sure the money that Xbox gives you is, you know, fair for you in terms of what you think you're going to make with, with your game. But at the same time, when you put your game on Game Pass, you can't do certain things with it. So I can imagine it could be a thing of like, well, you can put it on Game Pass, but you can't put it on PlayStation Plus or whatever. And I feel okay, like... Yeah. This is a lot. So, all right, I can see why they didn't put it on Game Pass, but I mean, they couldn't have known that it was going to sell this much. So uh, these numbers might be slightly off. Um, Total sales looks like it's about... 22 million? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Yeah. Maybe be because we, we have to remember that there was a there was an article a couple of months ago when Baldur's Gate 3 released. And I think it was Hasbro or the publisher. I don't Wizardly Coast or something. I think it was Hasbro. Mm-hmm. They said that they had like a like a 40% increase in their revenue from yeah. the game. Or something like that. And it's like that number is insane. Like to make that much money off of one game is insane. But like we never got official uh numbers on how much Boulder's Gate actually sold. So it was always kind of just working it, whatever it, map it could. It sold at least there this is a big range, but I mean between twelve yeah. million to twenty two million, and that's just on Steam. So we're not counting PlayStation, PlayStation and yeah. Xbox. So, but yeah, but I, I just did the numbers and that's almost like 1.5 billion. So I can see why they were like, granted, they couldn't have known it was going to sell this much again. But God damn, that is a ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's it's one of the things where they believed in their product. They yeah. took the bet and they won that bet. Like, it makes sense why they're like, yeah, no, we're, we're not going to, we wouldn't, we're not going to do this. Like, no. And another thing is that, like, this is a single-player game with no microtransactions. So for them to put their game on Game Pass, their that lump sum of money would be the only money they would get. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they, you know, I, I, it makes sense why they wouldn't. Microsoft probably would have paid them like five hundred million or something. I don't know. I remember them. Yeah, and 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 again, like, we got to realize that. 
there was documents about how much um, Microsoft was going to pay them for Game Pass. And that number was ridiculous even at that time. I don't remember the oh, exact yeah, number. Low, of it. Yeah. yeah, it was really low. And even even in that article, like Microsoft said, like, yeah, we didn't we thought they didn't we didn't think that the Baldur's Gate 3 was going to be like a big thing. So it all works out to make sense as to why Larian was like, no, we're not going to take that. They're not going to take that money. So, yeah, that's that. Um, number eight. Hogwarts Legacy is beating Modern Warfare 3 as the best-selling game of 2023. This comes from Forbes by way of Paul Tassie. Um, so, yeah, this... I was actually considering whether or not I should put this on here. It's one of the things where... So, this list is from... January of this year to November 25th. Yeah, November 25th. So at that point, when Call of Duty was released, it was a couple weeks out. Because I think it was the start of November was released, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, I think this shows how strong Hogwarts Legacy is right now and how, how well it's doing in terms of being sold people playing it general consensus is that it's good and people are buying it throughout the year yeah, uh, more people who are going to want to play this appeals to a wider audience as large as a call of duty audience is not everybody wants to learn all the well, guns or has the reflexes to shoot up people well the the issue though is that we are comparing essentially 11 months of sales in hogwarts legacy to not even a full month of sales of, of of Call of Duty. So it's one of the things where it's like right now, Hogwarts Legacy is beating Call of Duty. And then we also have to account for what Christmas is going to do on both sides. I mean, so, I think those are the two big bursts for Call of Duty, though, is the initial sales and Christmas. I don't think... I think the sales numbers drop. It's not a constant seller like some games. I, I'd have to look up the charts. Well, I mean, I think I think it is a con in terms of Call of Duty, like it is a constant yeah. seller because it, it is a thing of like, oh, constant Call of Duty is top one here. Call of Duty is top one here. And it's mm -hmm. just like it's throughout the, the year essentially. But I think I think this really shows the strength of Hogwarts Legacy in terms of it being like a solid game, even though, you know. You have to always include the whole J.K. Rowling bullshit and how horrible she is and so on and so forth. But like when people buy this game, they're not buying it because of her. They're buying it because of their Harry Potter fantasies that they're living in this game. And like that's kind of what it boiled down to. And it's it's a good Harry Potter simulator <laughs> or like I guess Hogwarts simulator, like in terms of what you're doing in that yeah. game. Like I, I played it. I enjoyed my time in it and I didn't beat it. Because I jumped to other games, but it was always a thing of like, I need to get back to that game. I need to get back to that game. Mm. I, uh, Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, at some point, I'll get back to that game. But yeah. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much this. Uh, I guess um, number three is uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which is not surprising because uh, this report doesn't include digital sales for Nintendo. So this is just physical sales. Um, and then number four was Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 2. Then we have number five, Madden NFL 2024. And then number six is Diablo 4, which is interesting. Number seven is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So that kind of gets to your point, Sean, about how high, you know, it is, even though that came out last year. And then we have Jedi Survivor number eight, Mortal Kombat 1 as number nine, and Starfield at number 10. So, yeah. That's that. That's those numbers. Yeah. All right. Um, number nine. Netflix is bringing the excellent Sonic Mania to mobile. This comes to us by The Verge by way of Ash Parish. Parish? Parish. All right. Um, yes. That's a cool name. All right, so Netflix has figured out the that the only thing better than having a bunch of Sonic cartoons on this platform is having a Sonic game. The streamer has announced that Sonic Mania Plus 
you know, the best Sonic game in this decade is coming to mobile via Netflix in 2024. Let me ask you a question, Sean. Mm-hmm. You played Sonic Mania, right? Yep. Do you want to play that on your phone? Hmm. Um, not with touch controls. Sonic is not playable with touch controls unless they're going to make him like automatically run and you're just jumping, but I yeah, don't... like. But then it's I'm... not just Sonic you're controlling. So I mean, um, I, I'd have to see if like you could can add a backbone to your phone to play. Uh, I, I think some of them are controller compatible. Like, I find I find this move by Netflix so interesting because I feel like they're making great moves in terms of the yeah. games that they're picking on their platform. But it it always gets to the point of like. All right, how are you playing these games? Like, are you doing touchscreen on your phone to play these games? Or, like, it, are they just being like, at this point, there's Backbone, there is Razor Kishi or whatever. Like, you can go figure that out yourself. Like, we just have the games on the platform. They need to do something similar to what uh, the Stadia did with, you know, connecting it directly to Wi-Fi. Yep. Or, I mean, why don't they just shell out money and buy the controllers from Google Stadia? They, they're not doing anything with them controllers. <laughs> like, just buy them out. Rebrand them as Netflix. Interestingly enough, uh, for anybody who does has a Stadia, Google released a tool to make it usable over Bluetooth and USB, I think. So they oh, won't sure. become paperweights after uh, December 31st. Granted, somebody's going to keep those files online at all times. But oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. They need to okay. do something similar to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that that makes the most sense to me. Um, and the last story, which is not surprising to anyone, the day before has failed financially, and the day <laughs> is closing down just four days after launch. We uh, this is a quote from them: "We don't have the funding to continue the work." <sighs> they didn't have the funding to start the work. Oh my god. <laughs> so this comes to us from games radar by way of dustin bailey uh okay so i i mean that's pretty much it like the, okay so here there's a quote from them today we announced the closure of fantastic studio the company says in a tweet unfortunately the day before has failed financially and we lack the funds to continue all income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. We invested all of our efforts, resources, and man hours into the development of the day before, which was our first huge game. We really wanted to release new patches to reveal the full potential of the game, but unfortunately, we don't have the funding to continue the work. Did they have other games before this? They had, like, smaller games. So... It's hard to, okay, because there, there's two sides of this, right? There is the side of like, oh man, these people just be scamming. That's what it is. But then there is the other side of like, maybe they actually did want to build a game and like, you know, they're. I don't doubt it. I think they were trying to fake it till they make it, but you can only do that for so long. Like what they should have done was just release some shit in early access on Steam. Look at a. There's a bunch of games on Steam that are still early access that are still popping. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Is Eve, on- Eve Online is a full game. What am I thinking of? It's one of them space games. Are you thinking of Star Citizen? Probably. I don't think so. Star Citizen has brought in millions, and yeah, the game is nowhere near being complete, but people are still paying out the ass to play that. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of the things where I'm just like, man, it sucks, but... The big issue is that there was a lack of communication between these devs and the people that were excited for this game, mainly because when this game was promoted, it was promoted as an MMO zombie survival game where you get to do X, Y, and Z and survive in this open world. You can you have a house you can build. There is there's mud that your your truck can drive into and kind of get stuck, but you can figure yourself out, blah, 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 blah. But then when they released it, it was just a tactical like extraction shooter. And it's just like, well, where did this come from? Like, where is the MMO part of this game? And it 
kind of wasn't if, there. If, if they were just honest and release it as an early access on Steam and mm-hmm. told people it's a work in progress, they would have been fine. Instead, they scammed and did asset flips and had gamers, you know, customers working on the game alongside with them. Like, if they were just honest and did that, they would have been fine. Right. But right. I don't know. And then another thing we have to um, also talk about in this is that essentially when they quote unquote closed down their studio, there was something that was picked up by a uh, user on Steam in that. So this is an update from <laughs> the this whole thing. So this comes from Inside Gamer. Update on Fantastic. Eight points name change. So essentially, they closed down the studio. And they the renamed said, the studio. Hello. <laughs> we are eight points. <laughs> We're here to bring you the next open world survivor games. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah. Um, so essentially they changed their name from Fantastic to Eight Points. Um, and everyone was just like, did they really just do that? Like they sold a crap game and then they said well gotta go guys and they just changed shirts like that's it it turns out that the publishers um hype train digital the publisher of fantastic said that eight points was actually their name before fantastic so they they switched their names to their previous name i think it's either way to be FN, i think it's supposed to be fantastic oh was it F- oh I think they're trying to be clever. Oh, okay. I see that. I see that. Uh, I would ask for clarification from them, but you know they're dead. Um, so, yeah. So they, it's one of the things where it's just like this is just unfortunate from all sides. Um, I don't know. I I don't really know what to say to this other than like, man, if you make a game, just don't. Just don't lie about it because eventually you're going to have to put it out and eventually people are going to play it and then people are going to figure out the truth because nothing dies on the internet. So they're going to figure stuff out, guys. So yeah, that's that. I hope there's a lesson learned there for those devs and the person who was the figurehead to, you know, try and deceive people. Learn anything. (laughs) All right. That has been... The gaming news. Now, before we end this fat thing, let's talk about the games we've been playing. Sean, you got anything you've been playing? Uh, nah, just zombies. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, we did uh, fight that big-ass snake. Greylorn or something? Arlac. Yeah, Greylorn. That was yeah, that was wild. Um, wasn't yeah. expecting that. Uh, other than that, I don't know. We're just playing zombies, man. I ain't, I ain't yeah, so... Good. I, I want to give a shout out to the Call of Duty zombie mode because I think it is a, I don't want to say it's an underrated mode, but I think it's a mode that a lot of people don't pay enough attention to. And I think it's a really cool mode. What I will say? say I enjoy the community this time around. I saw an article saying that it was missing a crucial DMZ mode which or aspect, which was PvPVE, you know, adding, you know, mm-hmm. the ability to fight other players, it doesn't need that. Um, it doesn't. If you if you want to do that, there are contracts on Warzone. You know what I mean? Yep. Like Yep. And you have resurgence yep. there, whatever. It doesn't need that. Um I'm enjoying just random people stopping by and I'm about to leave, you know, attitudes so that they drop off all their weapons and money for you, you know, just to be helpful or somebody will yeah. be doing a mission nearby. I have traveled across the map to go pick somebody up now, you know, just <laughs> and people have done the same for me or I'll see somebody fighting something tough, you know, in, in level one, they're, they're fighting, struggling with a mimic or a mangler and I come in with my pack a punch weapon and just vaporize the shit for them and be on my way, you know, like. Yeah. I'm enjoying the community quote unquote aspect of the zombies mode. We'll see how long this lasts, how much they can push this, but it's fun. It's fun right now. Yeah. It's totally space. agree. Like I've I've had similar experiences where like I have 
played the game. I jumped in, thought I was going to get a team of two other people with me. I jumped in solo. I'm like, all right, well, let me go look for some friends. And the last game I played, I found this person. I think he was new to the game because I was sending him invites, but he wasn't or he or she wasn't accepting the invite. So mm. I don't think they understood how to accept invites. Or maybe they just didn't want to party with you, DJ. You're not that cool. But hey, he, or sorry, they followed me for like the entire game. <laughs> so like it was a weird thing of it was almost like a, a, a journey experience where like you can't vocalize stuff to the person. But you're trying to communicate in different things. So, like, I found them a three plate. I mean, I dropped three plate. Just proximity chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have done that. I should have turned on proximity chat. And yeah, huh. I'm a dumbass, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, that's the thing. But like, that's the whole Call of Duty thing. Like, I'm so used to like turning my mic off and just listen to the hate stream because just like I don't, I don't want to talk to these people. But like, I totally forgot that I could just turn on. I could turn on the the, the proximity chat. Okay, I'll make sure to do that next time. But uh, <laughs> they were like, hey, do you have a mic? <laughs> I don't know how to join your team. <laughs> Help. But um, ne- next but, game, like, DJ. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, I just wanted to say, yeah. like, I, I think they've really nailed something with Modern Warfare Zombies. There's no reason for them to add a PvP mode yeah. to this. And for those people who want that, as you said, they can play Warzone. They can play the normal. There's contracts in Warzone. Even... You just want to pick on helpless people who aren't expecting you to. Yeah. Them. Like, I don't know. That's like, there's there's no see. benefits to attacking other people in this game. And there shouldn't be because it's like, that's not the point of this. Like, you go play DMZ. You can get all it's that. It's not like, straight. it's not like it's Rust or DayZ where it's a perpetual mode and you're hoarding resources. You have about 45 minutes to an hour roughly in yeah. uh, MWZ. So. Right. And and you don't keep any of that beyond the 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 perk cans, your ether tools and the guns that you have. Like so it's yeah. like there's no there's just no point. Um yeah, so that's that. The other games that I played, I uh, said before I, I thought the Fortnite stuff was interesting, so I jumped into the Lego Fortnite and the racing game Fortnite thing. Um I yeah. played the racing game first. That was cool. I don't think I'd spend much time in that. It just it just wasn't for me. I, I think the systems are cool. I think the idea of like you can like flip your car on like the sides and like the top and kind of drive all over. That stuff is cool, but I just don't yeah. feel like I'd spend much time. Um, Lego Fortnite. They have themselves a winner there. I, I think that is a cool mode. I think if they support it, that will be a very 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 solid thing for a lot of people a lot of kids to play the only thing is that there's no split screen and i think if they uh, launched with split screen that would just be it because i could play with my wife and just be like hey look let's jump into this thing because we we like that's sort of the games that we like playing together is like the like i mean building and survivor stuff fortnite but is have platform to... she could play on her switch yeah oh switch yeah oh oh we could do on Huh. Let me pat you on the back, DJ. Let me huh. pat you on the back. <laughs> right? out, here, out here saving relationships and shit. <laughs> I totally forgot about Fortnite being on Switch. I totally forgot about that. Oh, man. So, yeah. And then I mean, the last It's game. not like she needs a 4K 60 machine busting ass out there, you know. <laughs> right. Just you can help her out, you know. <laughs> hey, a real live escort mission. There you go. Right. <laughs> All right. And then the last game I played was a Tekken 8 demo. They um they announced that they're going to release demo. I played it. It's Tekken. Um, there's a lot of new new uh, moves, so I gotta sit and invest into that. But like, I'm just yeah. not really in that investing mode right now because there's a bunch of other games I need to finish. So like this will day one. Say what? Do you feel like you're gonna get it day one? Yeah, I think I'm gonna get it day one because I, I need to. Once I finish up Baldur's Gate three, I will be pretty good on. I mean, I need to play Final Fantasy sixteen too. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm definitely getting day one because I, I always get the next Tekken game day one, no matter if I don't play it or not. I just mm. it's part of my soul. Actually. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's this episode. We did it. It didn't it didn't take that much out of us. You know, we're still here. Our color is still good. We nailed it. All right. This has been another episode 
of Press X to Start Gamers Digest. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as you enjoyed making it. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel. And if you already subscribed, tell a friend. And then tell that friend to tell another friend. That's how our pyramid scheme will work. We your need friends your and our friends can be friends. Exactly, Sean. Exactly. So do that. And make those friends like this video too as well because we need those support too because that'd be helpful. Um, if you are listening to us and you missed me staring directly into your soul, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or any Apple or any podcast service you're currently tuned in on. So leave us a review. Tell your friends. Tell all your friends. Tell your family. Let us let us into their lives, please. Do it. All right. Um, yeah. So be safe. You uh, take care of yourself. You enjoy the holidays if you're celebrating Christmas. If you're not, enjoy the days. Uh, there shouldn't be a lot of people on the road, so that might be a good day for you to go out, drive, have a good time, you know, chill, watch the potential snowy weather if we have that. I don't know. Go do some Anyways, Tokyo drifting. Do some Tokyo drifting, but from the safety of your home. I don't. I don't know where we're going with this. Hey guys, take care. All right. Bye.